Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads Podcast. And today we're going to deep dive a bit more into gold and silver. This has come off the back of that ranty episode a little while back. A few people got in touch to say, Rob, that was really good actually. I enjoyed listening to that. So you got some great points. Could you actually do something a bit more in depth? So yeah, absolutely, of course. We've always said that we're here to cater for you and you know, happy to do that. So this episode is, again, gold and silver. It's a bit more in depth. There's a bit more structure here for you as well. Uh, just on a side note before we get started, any feedback you've got, it's always you know, great if you leave uh, a review for us on iTunes, uh, that's always really highly welcomed. If you enjoy the podcast, like and share the podcast with uh, your friends, your family, your network base, subscribe as well. You can always contact uh, myself, Rob, at rob at tpnpodcast.com. We always want to hear your suggestions, uh, happy to hear what you have to say and what you'd like us to speak about as well. And a big thank you for doing those things. So getting into gold and silver, so just a quick recap on gold and silver. The reason why I believe you should buy gold and silver is because it is effectively, it's a hedge against stupid people. It's a hedge against the global economy. It's a hedge against everyone else. Uh, you should be in control of your your finances, you should be in control of your investments. Uh, gold and silver is a very, very good way to do this. You know, other metals are available. Gold and silver are the most commonly bought and stored metals. They're both finite, so you know they're never gonna. You know, at some point there will be no more gold. Uh, there's only going to be the amount of gold we've got in circulation. Whereas you know, currency that could be printed at any time, any place. It doesn't have to be pegged against anything at the moment, and you know, gold hasn't been pegged, uh, you know, against the US dollar since '71, and I think Switzerland were the last place to come off any form of, um, you know, pegging against the gold. I think that was in 1999. So, what you'd want to buy gold and silver is that you're you're in charge of your own uh, things. You're taking you know, your own currency out of the system. It gives you more autonomy as well. You're not then reliant on others to make things work for you. You kind of let the the economy do what it needs to do and let gold and silver prices do what they need to do. In terms of a plan with gold and silver, my opinion, again, is you do it one of two ways. You can either just buy and hold and never look at it again, and that's it. You've, you've then got it, you hold it, you pass it on to your children, you then pass it on to their children, etc., etc. Because again, you want that hedge against whatever's going to happen in, in the economy. And we're talking not just in the next five or ten years, but in years and years and years and years and years and years and years down the line. Because we're never going to learn our lessons. As a society, we're just never going to learn our lessons. We're going to have bear markets, we're going to have bull markets. It is what it is. You know, I don't think that's ever going to change. So you can buy gold and silver and you can just hold it. Hold it for the very long term, never look at it, pass it down through generation to generation. If you have a a plan on flipping gold and silver, are you buying it today and then, you know, when it really goes up in value, then sell it, then that's fine. It's completely up to you. You're probably never going to hit the very top of the market, in all fairness. And the best thing to do would be to study people uh, with what they're doing as well. No, not just myself, but you know, people that have been doing it for 
a long, long time. People like Mike Baloney, James Rickards, Harry Dent, these sort of people. You can sign up to their, you can go to their websites, you can sign up to their various newsletters. Mike Baloney's videos are really, really useful as well. You know, he's adamant that when whenever he does sell, you know, he'll be telling everyone and then everyone can do the same thing if they want. Of course, don't take what I say as investment advice. Don't take what Mike says as, as investment advice. This is down to you. You need to do your own homework and, you know, you need to be comfortable with what you're doing. But there'll be the two ways in which to look at gold and silver is buy and hold, never sell and, and leave it or buy it hold it for a little bit when the market picks up or whatever you want, whatever works for you, then maybe sell some of the portfolio. How do you buy gold and silver? Gold and silver is relatively straightforward to buy. Uh, Again, at the moment, there's very low barriers to entry. Uh, You and I could walk into, you know, gold merchants uh, and pick pick up some gold. Yeah, you and I can do that. We can do that with silver. A couple of things that you can do is you can go to your local dealer. You might have a local coin person uh, in the in the town or city that you live and you could buy it that way. A lot of people uh, would look to buy it on the internet through reputable dealers. There's many, many out there. Uh, you can get a list of certified dealers uh, just by you know, browsing the internet and you can buy it online. You can then take delivery of, of that. Normally delivery is quite quick. And then there you are, then you've got your gold and silver. Things you would need to be careful of uh, when doing that is, again, use a reputable source, use a place other people have recommended. And you can always do price comparisons as well. That's really useful. In terms of tax efficiency, and again, I'm not going to give you tax advice, anything like that, do your own homework. But as a UK citizen, what I can say is if you buy gold, there's no VAT to pay. And if you buy gold, whether it's coins or bars, there's no capital gains tax to pay. So that's really useful. Uh, you know, Those things apply on sovereigns and Britannia's. Sovereigns are quarter ounce, uh, Britannia is an ounce, a troy ounce of gold. There's no capital gains tax to pay. Really, really useful because again, if you're looking to buy and then wait for the market, or wait for the price to you know rise and then sell, uh, your tax on that is going to be well, pretty much non-existent. But again, speak to the right people, tax people about that. Uh, I'm not an IFA, so I've just got to cover that and yeah, keep pounding it into you that I'm not an IFA. Do your own homework. It's the same with silver as well. However, the difference with silver is if you take receipt of the silver, you pay VAT. If you buy off a website and then you use storage at the same time, so i.e. you will not see your silver, then you can not pay VAT on it and then your silver is in a safe, secure storage place. In terms of other gold, other silver, you know, you've got all these fancy, you've got all these fancy coins. You can get ones with, you know, different designs. You can get ones from different countries. You know, for example, you can get a, an American gold eagle if you wanted to. And again, from a UK citizen point of view, probably not the best thing to do. 
uh, because they're not going to be CD, CGT exempt, whereas the Britannia and Sovereign are going to be CGT exempt. In terms of the, the coins with you know, uh, extra funky designs or to commemorate um, certain events, you can buy them, but you'll find that you're going to pay quite higher quite high amounts uh, in comparison to a regular Britannia. So just be careful of that. In terms of buying gold bars or silver bars, bars versus coins, you know, which one's better? Really, it's how much you, you're looking to, how much gold or silver you're looking to buy. And people would always prefer mixture. General rule of thumb, though, is that the more you buy, the, the cheaper the spot price is. The spot price is, you know, how much you're going to pay above what the price, you know, is. Uh, you know, if you take an ounce of gold, it takes more time and it costs more to convert that into one coin than just doing a bar. Therefore, you'll find that, you know, an ounce of gold as Britannia as a coin is going to cost more than, you know, a one, a one ounce bar because there's more time that goes into the production of the coin for example. So just be careful of that. So, you know, the, the more that you buy, or the higher that you buy, so your, your bars, your you know, 500 gram bars, kilogram bars, whatever, you'll find that you're gonna pay less over spot price. So that's, that's good for economies of scale. And again, that depends on you know, what extra finance you've got available. If you've only got enough to buy one or two coins, then just get started on the coins. You know, it's better to get started than just keep waiting and keep waiting and keep waiting. You might as well get started. So you want to have a look at that as well. In terms of storage, and again, this is down to you, there's, there's many ways you can store it. You can buy it and keep it at home if you really want. You know, I don't know where you live. You know, you might live in a very nice neighborhood and you might have a very big safe that you can keep all your gold in. Great, no problem at all. You might live in a dodgy area and you might think, oh, you know, I don't want any gold or silver anywhere near my house just in case it gets burgled. Or in that case, don't have it. Uh, get it stored in a professional place. And again, there's really no right or wrong. It's down to you. It's down to what you prefer. Everyone's got their own strategies. You know, some people will have it. Uh, some people have a percentage in their house and then a, you know, most of it in storage. Some people might have all of it in their house and none in storage. Some people might have it all in storage none in their house. Everyone's going to be different. Uh, and again, that's down to you, your level of comfort, whatever works for you. If you don't want to store it at home, then you can uh, store it in a couple of other places. You can store it in a safety deposit box, uh, in a bank vault, or you can store it in a safety deposit box in a specific secure location. Uh, you can use some existing gold merchants, or there are other secure storage facilities up and down the country as well. Now, you, you might be thinking, well, Rob, that's fine, but, you know, why I'm happy having it in the bank? Well, I'll just keep it in the bank. No bueno, no good. Not a good thing to do. And the reason for that is, remember that if you're buying gold and silver, you're buying it as a hedge against stupid people. You're buying it because you know at some point the economy is going to go tits up and, you know, there's going to be runs on the bank and it's going to be a pain in the ass to get anything anyway. So if you've got your gold and silver in the bank and the bank's in trouble, the odds of you being able to get hold of what of it are going to be quite minimal. 
Therefore, you want to be able to put your gold and silver in a storage deposit box that's out of the banking system. That's why you use someone like Sharps Pixley based down in London or other facilities up and down the UK as well. That way it's out of the system and you've got more security there. When it comes to uh, safety deposit boxes, uh, a lot, again, a lot of places are gonna allow you to have a look at their facilities. They're not gonna necessarily expect you to put everything in there blind. So you're gonna be able to take the time to look around the vaults, etc. I think the highest vault rating you can get anywhere in the world is 11. There's very, very few of them around. You'll find that most places score a 10, which is pretty good. Again, that's up to you. That's up to your, that's down to your own homework. How much does it cost to store? Again, that's down to where you want to store it, how much you want to store, how big your safety deposit box is. And most places will offer insurance up to a certain amount as well. Again, speak to the dealers, speak to the merchants when you're there with them. So that's how to buy gold and silver. That's where to store it. And that's why you would want to store it. The only other thing to cover is an ETF. So an ETF is, is uh, like an exchange traded fund. And this is where people might buy, and they might go online and buy a, a piece of a bar of gold. Well, that's pointless because if you do that and you've only got a certificate, then what if there's a massive run on the banks? What if there's a massive run and you want to get that little piece of this bar back? The odds of you being able to do that are very, very minimal. This is why you want to be buying up the sovereigns. This is why you want to be buying a battalions. And if you're buying bars, this is why you want to be able to see on the bar. Any bar is going to have pretty much a following. It's going to have the name of the the producer. It's going to have a serial number. It's going to have the fineness uh, on there as well. And it's going to tell you what it is. So i.e. if it's a kilogram bar of silver, on the bar, it will say, you know, one kg or, you know, 100 grams. It will give you the fineness, which should be 0.999. It will then give you a unique serial number at the bottom. And then that way it's registered and it's yours. Uh, and it will also give you the name of the company at the top. I mean, that could be anything. You know, off the top of my head, you can have Metal or M-E-T-A-L-O-R. Job done. Problem solved. So the difference between ETFs and physically owning it yourself is that if there's a rush on the banks and there's a rush on gold and you've only got a certificate for a tiny fraction of a bar, well, what are the odds of that bar being broken up and you actually getting it? Minimal. You, you have no physical proof that you own that. A certificate probably isn't worth the paper that it's written on. Whereas if you've actually got the bar in your hand and it's yours, you can't go wrong with that, to be honest. Again, you need to do your homework. Do your homework on it. We'll put a link in the show notes and we've referred to this quite a lot is Mike Maloney's Gold and Silver. It's the number one best-selling book on gold and silver. It's very well written, very easy to understand. Yes, it's more based at the US market, so the IRA is mentioned a lot. Whereas I'm coming from a UK perspective to tell you that there are certain advantages we get from buying certain things in the UK. And again, that's what you need to do your homework on as well. So that's why you wouldn't want an ETF. You want to be able to physically own the gold and silver. You want to be able, it's tangible. You want to be able to see it. You want to be able to hold it. 
boom, happy days. Then that way it's out of the system. So that that's what I would do. That's what I would recommend is you do some homework, do some reading, do some research. If you've done that and you're ready to buy, then go and buy online. Go and buy online, especially if you're still in lockdown, if you're listening to this, you can go and buy online. Again, there's various websites that you can check out. Uh, if you want to deep dive into it even more, you can check out the LBMA, which is more like the governing body for gold and uh, silver mines, silver factories, etc. So, you know, for example, if you're certified by the LBMA, that means that what you're producing, the gold and silver that you're producing has been certified. It is the creme de la creme, no issues, no problems. So again, you could do your own homework by looking at that website, read the books that Jim Rickards has written, same with Mike Maloney as well, all the links in the show notes. So hopefully that helps. So hopefully there's a bit more structure there uh, to gold and silver and how to buy it, how to purchase it. Uh, and just remember, none of this is is tax advice. I'm not an IFA. You have to do your own homework on that front. Speak to the reputable dealers as well. Also hope in, in the future at some point on the podcast, we will get uh, Sharps Pixley on uh, to really go in depth about gold, silver and other metals as well. So watch this space, working hard to get them over the line, uh, to get them on the show. Until next time, happy investing. Good luck.